My name is J.T. Wheatley, and this is the History of the Comic Books Podcast, Episode Zero. A little about myself. I'm a proud resident of the upstate of South Carolina, and have been a comic book fan for as long as I can remember. As I got older and my collection got bigger, totaling around over 6,000 issues now, I got more interested in the history of how comic books were made and who made them. I'm also a bit of a history geek, and more recently have become a bit of a podcast geek. As a result, I started looking for a podcast to focus on the history of comic books, and I couldn't find any. While there are many great comic book podcasts, and more than a few that touch on the medium's history, I have yet to find one that covers in-depth the history of this great art, particularly those who did it. Therefore, like Mike Duncan of the History of Rome podcast, or Lazo Montgomery of the China History podcast, I decided to do this myself. I hope to have some local friends like the Joneses on the Nerdless podcast or Tyler Butler on Enough to BS podcast who decided to start their own. That being said, here we go. First off, we must address what is a comic book. It should be noted that comic books are a medium, not a genre, meaning that they are a delivery form of entertainment such as TV, movies, and or radio. Genres are a kind of entertainment such as horror, comedy, or romance. Granted, the superhero genre has dominated the medium comics for some time, as it will this podcast, but it does have a great history of other genres as well, which we will touch on. Now, over the next few episodes, we're going to go over the general history of of comic books to serve as a spine, and then jump back for more detailed episodes on specific subjects. So getting started, the origin of comic books starts with sequential art which is simply the use of a series of pictures to tell a story. This is an art as old as humans itself, beginning with the first cave paintings that depicted mammoth hunts, Greek pottery, which was decorated with the art depicting their stories and myths, and Egyptian hieroglyphs, including the Book of the Dead, which used a combination of art and words to detail their history and have a form of vocation. Around the 12th to 13th century in Japan, some illustrated scrolls appeared that is considered the origin of manga, the Japanese form of comic book. Around the same time, stained glass windows in churches cropped up around Europe depicting religious stories. Another fantastic example of sequential art is the Bayview Chapestry, currently in display in the Bayview Museum in France. Credited to his wife and queen Matilda, it depicts William the Conqueror's conquest of England over a 200-foot by 20-inch tapestry. The style of comics and cartoons started appearing in Italy with Carici, or caricatures, which is an Italian form of satirical painting. This style was made popular by Harlot's Progress by William Hogarth in 1732. In 1792, Comic Magazine would feature pictures of Harlot's work, though holy text. Character Magazine would later appear, popularizing the use of the word word balloon, which is basically a little word above a character's detailing what they were saying. This is something that also appeared in Ben Franklin's editorial cartoons for his Gazette. Yes, the same Benjamin Franklin who helped found the United States of America and tame lightning, among many other accomplishments, he also helped innovate comic books. That man was a show-off. In 1826, what is considered the first comic strip, the Glasgow Looking Glass, first appeared. Charles Dickens was also an innovator in the genre, with some of his earliest works being Sketches by Boys in 1836 as part of his legendary Pickwick Papers. In 1842, the first comic book first appeared, The Adventures of Obadiah Oldbuck by Rudolf Taylor. It should be noted this comic book still used text narration over word balloons, meaning that all the uh, words were actually below the picture and not actual word balloons themselves within the, car- within the panels of the comic book. In 1843, punch cartoons first appeared by John Lowe. Around this time, pulp dime novels first, first started to appear. And while not comic books, their heroes and stories from The Shadow to Tarzan, who first appeared in 1912, would go on to inspire many comic books we love today. 
On May 3rd, 1884, the first comic book strip, Alley's Slopper's Half Holiday, appeared, and it's significant for being the first strip with a regular character. On May 17th, 1890, Comic Cuts first appeared by Amigalated Plus, which collected strips into one comic, much like modern-day trades collect comic books, and would rule run till 1953. After a threat of copyright lawsuit, it eventually started employing its own work when it was revealed that many of the strips they were using were from others, other artists. In 1892, the Youth Department was published by Inner Oceans, which features the first color printings of comics. At this time, the comic strips started to rise with Popeye, Little Orphan Annie, and Dick Tracy, who got his first strip in October 1931, all started to appear. Most notably was Little Nimoy by Windsor McKay, which used color not just for color alone, but psychological effect in his storylines. In January of 1929, The Funnies first appeared, which was like the comic supplement that came free with newspapers, or more importantly, like in the Sunday paper we get today, but was sold separately for $0.10. However, considering you can get this for free in the newspapers, it quickly failed. But it should be noted that issue number four featured the first known female artist in Victoria Pazine. Tarzan also got his same first strip at the same time. On February 1934, the first modern comic book appeared called Famous Funnies from publisher Charles Gaines. The founder of Educational Comics, which would later be known as EC, it was still his collection of strips, but its format is the first that would be instantly recognized today as more of a magazine format with a separate cover and a much smaller than the typical newspaper f- format. On June 11, 1934, Lee Falk's Mandrake the Magician first appeared in his own comic strip, and is considered the first superhero since he possessed the power to make people do what he wanted. Falk would further add to the superhero genre with his character, The Phantom, otherwise known as The Ghost Who Walks, in February 1936, which is the first depiction of a masked superhero, who would later appear in his own first comic book in Ace Comics number 11 in 1938. It is interesting to note that while Mandrake doesn't have a mask and The Phantom doesn't have powers, they are both considered superheroes, thus igniting the long-running debate to this day of what is a superhero. While we will eventually devote an episode to that subject, I will go on the record as saying that both characters, like the Phantom and Batman, are superheroes despite not having superpowers. Also, Die Hard is a Christmas movie, a hot dog is not a sandwich, and an astronaut would easily be the caveman in the fight. There, that's settled. New Fun Comic was published in 19, February 1935 by National Allied Publications, which is notable as this will be the first company that would eventually become DC Comics. In March 1937, Detective Comics number one was published, from which DC would eventually get its name. Now, a certain Dark Knight detective would not appear in the com- this comics just yet, but another notable character is, is Slam Badly, a two-faced detective did. While this is a character who is not recognizable most today, he still makes occasional appearances in comic books, especially since he was created by Jerry Siegel and Joe Shuster. Well, that brings us up to the creation of the modern comic book. However, the medium was about to explode, as those two creators we just mentioned, Siegel and Schuster, were about to create a new, one of the most significant fictional heroes in history, but launched comic books into the golden age. Thank you everyone for listening. I should note that my chief source for this episode was the comic book by Paul Sassine, a great coffee table book chronicling the history of comic books and was a gift by my dad, my stepmom Laura, and my two sisters Emily and Katie, all the way back in high school. As a result, it is a bit dated as it is in 1994 and out of print, but worth checking out if you can find a copy. Also, thanks to my mom for buying me my first comic book and continuing to feed my habit. It was better than drugs, mom. And to the rest of my family and friends that inspired and supported me, especially the podcasts I mentioned at the beginning of this episode. Please check them out. 
Also, thanks for all of you for listening, and please join me again for the next episode of the History of Comic Books. Mark McCrane. I'm the author of The Best Saturdays of Our Lives. I'm Dan Klink, co-host of The Best Saturdays of Our Lives podcast. The Best Saturdays of Our Lives features programming trends from the 1966 television season all the way through the last hurrah of the early digital age of the 1990s. On the show, if it's animated, we talk about it. Order your signed copy today at tbsool.com and listen to the podcast at esonetwork.com and all podcast platforms. Now it is January 11th, 2024, time for the favorite comic of the week. Ultimate Spider-Man, number one, by Jonathan Hickman and Marco Cicchetto, which uh, is a new relaunch of the Ultimate Universe, but this time it finds out, as it was revealed, that the evil version of Reed Richards from the Ultimate Universe, the Maker, had basically stolen all the uh, superheroes' uh, origins and made them live out these normal lives, and as a result, Peter Parker ended up become living, marrying uh, Mary Jane, having two kids, and still works as a reporter at the Daily Bugle, but he figures out something's missing, and that gets revealed as... Uh, uh, apparently, his, uh, he's about to step into the world as Spider-Man. This is a fantastic issue. This is the, person, the new, new uh, status quo where we have a middle-aged Peter Parker, married to Mary Jane, has two kids, uh, Richard and uh, Mayday, who, and apparently he's a loving husband, loving father, but he feels like something's missing. There's also some nice twists with some other classic characters in neat directions, which shows that Hickman's going to play around his Ultimate Universe while still being familiar, but in new cool ways. And, uh, of course, best of all, Peter and MJ are together in this series, which is so good. It's it's so exciting to be excited about a Spider-Man comic again after the mess that One More Day has left the uh, franchise for so many years now. And Marco Cho's art is absolutely gorgeous. Does a great depiction of New York City. Great. It's, it's more a uh, personal, somber issue, but his MJ dropped dead gorgeous as she should be. So, yes, Spider-Man's back, at least in the Ultimate Universe. Can't say the same for The Amazing Spider-Man. I'm still not picking that series up. And unfortunately, those uh, that preview for the upcoming Jackpot one-shot uh, starring Mary Jane does not give it any hope either that they're going to write the chip anytime soon. But hey, we got, the, we got Ultimate Spider-Man, so we should be good to go for now. And I also want to throw in a quick review of the Echo uh, miniseries that just dropped on Disney+. Plus. Really enjoyed it. Uh, kind of have a corny ending, but for five episodes, a solid binge. And Avako uh, Fox is a great Echo. I won't see more of her. And it's very impressive considering that she actually is deaf and uh, amputee. But it's also great to see representative of the Choctaw Nation on the... Um, uh, any kind of mainstream franchise. So, it's, uh, yeah, hopefully uh, yeah, the show kind of up and down. started great. Also, also, uh, also it was great to seeing uh, Wilson Fitzbass. Great performances as usual. So, yeah, definitely, yeah, if you're a fan of the sh- uh, MCU uh, Disney Plus shows like I am, I'm kind of obligated to uh, go ahead. We're not a bad binge. But all in all, yeah, the, um, fun watch. And with that, we will conclude for this uh, week's episode as we're doing the archives. As now going back in, as of now, a classic for right now to, to bring up on. And still working on my uh, actual series. But yeah, we're, we're really going back and see how bad I usually was. I apologize. Don't like it. Okay. But yeah, nice little refresher course. And uh, maybe I can learn a lesson or two listening to this again. But till then, go out and enjoy some good comic book. And definitely go out and check out Ultimate Spider-Man. Because finally, we have a Spider-Man comic we can enjoy again. <laughs>